안녕하세요. Good morning. Good morning. My dear brothers and sisters, clergy and ambassador for peace. 안녕하십니까. I am so glad to see our Dan, Dan performance to, uh, you know, morning devotion. Thank you. Yesterday was uh, my birthday. Uh, thank you all for your congratulatory messages. I really appreciate it from the bottom of my heart. Uh, there were so many messages, so I could not respond to them all. Once again, thank you very much. Today, I'd like to talk about world peace and the role of women three from True Mother's Anthology, uh, Volume 2. Let's study. World Peace and the Role of Women Three. In his practice of godism centered on true love, Reverend Moon has received all sorts of misunderstanding, persecution, slander, and innumerable hardships. Reverend Moon, however, would never even think of considering anyone his enemy. In keeping with this spirit, even though for almost a century, the Soviet Union had been considered the enemy of the free world, Reverend Moon visited Mikhail Gorbachev when he was president of the Soviet Union. He also went to North Korea and met with President Kim Il-sung. There he expounded on headwing thought, which is the principle of peace centered on God's true love. Reverend Moon has shown that he is willing to go to the ends of the earth for the purpose of practicing the true love that perpetually gives to others. Even at this moment, he is working harder than anyone to lay the foundation for Japan to become a nation most respected in Asia and the world. He is working, also working day and night to ensure that his teachings reach the young people of Japan so that they can follow a properly moral path. Look at those young people working in a pure and healthy manner. Already, many Japanese young people have gone out across the world. As a result of their activities, they are experiencing overflowing love, esteem, and respect from the people of the world. Reverend Moon would have had much to say to each one of you regarding the true way to save Japan. I know very well how much love my husband holds for this country and for its people. Unfortunately, however, I must appear on this stage alone tonight. Even though I am not really qualified to give to you the full message of his deep love. Certain persons who are ignorant and caught up in their own prejudices continue to persecute and oppose our work. I hope that they will come as quickly as possible to a true understanding of Reverend Moon's love and his true will. Thank you. In order to make Japan become a nation most respected uh, in Asia and the world, through parents who work today and night to ensure that their teachings reach the young people of Japan so that they can follow a properly a moral path. And by sending Japanese missionaries all across the world through parents who are able to lay a 
worldwide foundation to this day. Even now, many Japanese youths are going out into the world and experiencing overflowing love and esteem and respect from the people of the world. God's dream is to realize one big family on the heart. You know, to realize such a world through parents appoint Japan as the mother nation and have taught Japanese members to embrace all mankind and all nations and live a life of sacrifice. Therefore, as the elder son nation of America must also become one with the mother nation, Japan, and have the vision and dream of the creating a one family world society and send our youth, especially second and third generations out to the world. Since the world is now going out toward this one family world society, policies and visions that do not follow this trend, but only serve one's own nation or people will eventually decline. Today, we really need to understand what the past of the true parents genuinely saving Korea and Japan and America is. Even at this time today, our American CIA's missionaries, I'm really proud, proud of our American CIA's missionaries. Our American CIA's missionaries are going out to the world and doing great missions. In the future, I am praying with the vision of the time when many second and third generation and young people will serve the world rather than, uh, uh, rather than uh, Mormon church. The Mormon church currently has more than 50,000 young people serving world missions. The Mormons are setting a model for us as a John the Baptist. I pray every day for a vision for this world. In particular, I think every day how happy God and true parents will be if the time comes when these three providential countries, Korea, the United States and Japan become one and go out to 200 countries around the world to serve all mankind and declare and then uh, you know announce through parents. The Bible say that people without a vision will perish. As long as we have this kind of vision, how to serve the world, how to live for the sake of others, and sending missionary to the world and serving the old mankind and world. If we have that kind of vision under the theme of the one family under God, one day that come the dream and surely will come true. What we have to believe is that vision will come true and become reality. In good way, actually, vision is really horrible things. Why? As long as you have any vision, that Definitely will come through. Definitely become reality. Vision is really incredible, my brothers and sisters. That's why I want to raise up so many young, you know, uh, people, second generation, third generation, even many young people from outside. I train up them, and then combine together with the Korea nation and then Japan nation and then send to whole world and serving the world and proclaim through parents and then teaching divine principle. I think one day, sooner or later, they come to dream 
surely will come through. Let's pray about that. <laughs> Living divine principle, and uh, today again, I'd like to talk about the tree of life. Let's study EDP. The tree of life, according to the Bible, the hope of fallen people is to attain the tree of life. In Proverbs 13, 12, the Israelites of the Old Testament age look to the tree of life as their hope. Likewise, in Revelations 22, 14, the hope of all Christians has been to approach and partake of the tree of life. However, in Genesis 3, 24, it is written that when Adam fell, God blocked his path to the tree of life by stationing the cherubim with a flaming sword to guard it. From this, we can also deduce that the hope of Adam before the fall was the tree of life. Adam was cast out of the Garden of Eden without having attained his hope, the tree of life. For fallen people ever since, the tree of life has remained a hope unfulfilled. Let's study Father's word. Jesus is the last Adam who came as a tree of life. God has been seeking for someone who can take the place of the lost Adam and Eve. 1 Corinthians 15.45 says, Jesus is the last Adam, and Adam is a tree of life. So it means Jesus came to take the place of the tree of life which is lost. Nonetheless, has God ever been proud of the loving Jesus sent to this world before the believers, even once? And before the families who are, who are seeking for the one whom God loves, has God ever taken pride in him before any tribe or world since the 2000 year of history passed? No, he has not. The reason why Jesus has to come again as a tree of life. You should understand the Han sorrow of God when he had to chase Adam and Eve out from the Garden of Eden and his stronger rage when he could not help but allow the killing of Jesus sent to this world and then sending him again. Even though Jesus was sent as a son of God, he could not fulfill his mission as he could not make a day of joy, which God and his son can be joyful together in his time. He has to come again based on the term of second coming. There must be the time when God and Jesus would be happy together and the day when God and the coming Jesus and us are connected with each other as sons and daughters breaking the 6,000 years of resentments. Yeah, the tree of life, uh, you know, symbolizing the uh, perfect Adam. How can we become perfect Adam? How can we become the tree of life? That's a really important issue. And, um, you know, I'd like to explain which era to I live in based on Father's work. Let's see this uh, slide. Father said the first Adam of Old Testament age is symbolized by the tree of life was Adam, our first human ancestor of Garden of Eden in the beginning. 
And second Adam was Jesus who came 2,000 years ago in the New Testament era. And third Adam of the complete Testament age was the Father who came 2,000 years after Jesus died on the cross. Very important issue is here, number four. The fourth Adam of the era of the Chanilgu are all blessed couples who inherited through parents a right of victory. True Father clearly stated that the fourth Adam was not the true children, not one of the true children, but all blessed families. We need to understand this point very clearly. We have to be tree of life. Each one of us, our mission have to be tree of life. Okay? We need to, in order to become tree of life, which is a perfect Adam, we need to inherit everything from true parents, victorious foundation. Okay? Many people misunderstand. The fourth Adam is, uh, you know, one of the true child. No, I no time to explain all the details, but I'm telling you very clearly, we have to be number four, fourth Adam. We have to be, uh, you know, three of the life. Okay, all blessed couple need to inherit to the parents' victorious foundation. Now it is the time when all people become. Trees of life. The era has come when everyone can complete the tree of life in their lifetime. The era has come when anyone can achieve the complete tree of the life as long as they complete the heavenly tribal messiah mission, according to Father's word. That's why tribal messiah mission is very important. When, how we can become tree of life? Everybody need to fulfill, need to complete the mission of the heavenly tribal messiah mission. That's why you need to liberate 430 generations of your ancestors, not just only liberating. They need to receive the blessing. At the same time, we need to carry on heavenly tribal messiah mission. True parents guidance is very clear. How can become tree of life? You know, uh, in the Old Testament age, New Testament age, and competent New Testament age, not clear how to do, how can become tree of life. But now, very clear, how can I become, you know, perfect Adam? How can I become tree of life? Today's youth ministry, when the mind is artistic, everything is always new. Let's start it. When the mind is artistic, everything is always new. When our mind is artistic, everything is always new. People who live with their hearts as a driving force do not have preconceived notions and are not habitual, but they are always new. Because conceptual and habitual people's hearts are empty, they always go around looking for something. They try to look, wondering why there isn't anything new or interesting. They become such people because they also seek to keep looking for something and be stimulated. When that happens, they become people without life. 
they become empty as a scarecrow. They become pitiable people who lose themselves and flows according to circumstances. I must know how to control myself. Do you know how to control yourself? If you are not sure, you must obey the laws of the given word well. You must be truly obedient. Then, if you realize something there, try to put that realization into practice and always be joyful. Yeah. I think my brother says that this is a very important point Father talking about you know, you know, Father's guidance. Our mind is composed of the emotion, intellect, and will, as you know. The goal for the existence of the intellect and will is to fill the heart. Heart is the center. We cannot omit the heart and let intellect and will themselves become the the end goal. Therefore, whatever we do, when heart becomes the center, everything is new and very fresh. A joyful and grateful heart will always spring up. Our final destination is the heart. Heart is a world full of joy, gratitude, and love. So, for those who live with the heart as their uh, driving force, preconceived notions and habits cannot dominate them. If your life is not full, you know, centering on heart, no matter what you do, your heart is empty and you try to fill, with, uh, fill, uh, fill it with something else. Most people try to fill that Emptiness with money and power and food or uh, sexual satisfaction. They want to fill the emptiness by receiving some external stimulation. If the heart does not become the center, you will become a person who loses yourself no matter what you do and pitiful person who flows according to circumstances. Our heart should dominate the environment the environment cannot become the subject and dominate our hearts. Next. Self-control begins from discovering myself. We should each obey things we have realized on our own and try to control ourselves, centering on what we think is right. I must light the lamp of my heart and discover myself. Self-control begins from discovering myself. When True Father was externally severely persecuted or some incident occurred, he set up a period of special prayer or fasting and internally offered more jansang. Then he would call church leaders and set up visions and goals again and focused on being more active with concrete plans. Each time Father overcame hurdles one after another, he established a day with the standard of victory, such as the day of victory of heaven, day of victory of the earth, day of love for God, and he emphasized the significance to members. My brothers and sisters, here uh, is a really very important uh, the lesson. I am very inspired. 
I'd like to share about this one. Please listen carefully. Then where do you begin controlling yourself? Of course, we need to control sleeping desire, eating desire, material desire, sexual desire. And not only that, right? So always a fallen nature is really attack our spirit and mind, right? So then, where do you begin control yourself? We are talking about the unity between mind and body. Oh, it is very difficult, really challenging. Many people talking about. But today, this guidance is very important. First, obey the law of a given word. Even uh, uh, and if there is some content that stimulates the heart, you need to try to put that content into practice. If you begin practicing with the content that you realize and make a determination for, you will gradually be able to control yourself. This point is very important. If there are things you realize and stimulated by through the word, practice it as a motivation and goal. This is the starting point of the lighting the lamp of my heart. Self-control begins with transitioning to practice the words which I received the grace from and was stimulated by. Wow, this is a really beautiful guidance. No need to worry how to control sleeping desire, eating desire, material desire, sexual desire. Where, where does it begin? Where do you begin controlling yourself? You need to check. Which what stimulate you the most and giving you power? And when you got that kind of stimulation by God's what? And then need to practice from there. That is the beginning point of the controlling my body. This is the starting point of the lighting, the lamp of my heart. Wow. Very clearly shared. Right? <laughs> what you realize from God's word, and which word is really stimulate, that is the starting point, that is the beginning point to control your physical body. And the more you practice, the more you are really, uh, I was to say, uh, uh, transitioning what you learn, what you got a stimulation from the work, that is the starting point to control your physical body. The more you practice, and then gradually, gradually, more and more, subjugate your body. Wow, very practical guidance. When people are externally severely persecuted or some incident occurs and they become uh, confused and controlled by surrounding circumstances, they begin to lose self-control. But true father's attitude was not like that. Whenever some severe persecution or opposition or trial come, father does not directly have a give and take with those circumstances but set, uh, set up a period of the special prayer or fasting and internally offer the more chongsong condition. Then he would call church leaders and set up the vision and goals again and focused on being more active with the concrete plans. Each time Father Ovo came hurdles one after another, he established a day with the standard of victory 
such as the day of the victory of heaven, day of victory of the earth, day of love for God, and overcame those hurdles. Wow, today's guidance is very, very important and beautiful. Next. True parents forgave America again and again. America misunderstood father and tried to crucify him countless times. But even while he was in agony, he was someone who had no choice but to wait until they realized. When father went through the suffering in Danbury, his disciples did not leave him. And many religious groups and able type mass media organizations supported him. He was able to end restoration through indemnity, centering on such a foundation. True parents knew that if they forgave this kind of America again and again and embraced it again and again, Americans' hearts would change after a certain period of time. If that happens, it will be the day when true parents will appear globally. The day will come when the proclamation of the Messiah can finally be proclaimed without Satan's accusations. Now, all that remains is to inherit the spirit of true parents. As we face such a time, we should be grateful for being born in the same age as true parents, and we should be victorious in our work every day. Yes. Father said, America misunderstood Father and tried to crucify him countless times, but even while he was in agony, he waited again and again and again until they realized it. And then he was finally victorious. Even while going through the suffering in Denbury, when Father set up the standard of internal victory, his disciples did not leave him, and many religious groups and able-type uh, mass media organization supported him. Just as a perfect plus create perfect minus, such object partner emerged in proportion to true parents' standards of absolute faith, absolute love, absolute obedience for God, and true parents were able to end the restoration through indemnity based on such a foundation. In paying indemnity, we forgive and forgive our enemies and embrace and embrace them. And after a certain period of time, their heart will change. Therefore, the day has come when true parents can proclaim themselves as the Messiah of all mankind based on such standards. Now, all that remains is to inherit the spirit of true parents. As we face such a time, we should be grateful for being born at the same time as true parents, and, and we should win our work every day. That's why my brother says, since I came to America, I almost become two years. Many people say, how can we bring back our second generation, how to change American culture, descent, all kind of suggestion. That's fine, I know that. For me, I can't do by alone. You see, important thing is really creating beautiful unity through Jong Song. 
our chongsong reach to heaven. Our chongsong reach to spiritual world. Once God really moved by, moved by American brothers and sisters, centering on morning devotion, centering on our chongsong. If God move, He will mobilize entire spiritual world. That's why our chongsong need to reach to heaven. Father said, anyone do chongsong, finally become the center. Without knowing the reason, I want to go to church. Without knowing reason, I want to want to hear that morning devotion. Without knowing the reason, I want to live for the sake of others. I want to support true parents. I want to support church. How can we create that kind of the chongsong environment? This is for me my first task. I can't do by alone. That's why I really deeply appreciate each one of our American brothers and sisters, and even many of our Canadian brothers and sisters that join and supporting now is from all over the world. If our tongues are rich and move God's heart and move the spiritual world, then God and spiritual world does everything. Then, you know, that environment without knowing, like, uh, you know, after a long period of the winter, very cold and snowing and ice, but when spring, spring is coming, then everything is melted. Completely changed the environment. That is the power of the Jungsung. So last Sunday, I was very happy to see many second, gen, uh, second generation who had uh, who did not connect to our church and come and join last Sunday service. It was very beautiful. And then really our members really tried to serve their guests. And I can see like a beautiful environment of true love. If we are creating this kind of environment through our jungsong and unity, I can see great hope. Even though there are many issues of the second generation, third generation, but when our reach, our jungsong reaches to the heaven, I think environment really completely change without knowing any reason. Even second generation try to help church, try to come back and become the owner. I want to create that kind of environment. That's why let's support our now giving. Why Trumad appointed what appointed uh, for him to be a national leader? Mother really create concern our future. I'm really grateful mother's leadership and then appointed our now give me become national leader. Now you can see like Miran and Joshua and Justin and, and many, many now young generation is coming up and really supporting me. Wow, I have hope now, actually. Great hope. That's why we are going to have very soon and use, uh, you know, use service before ending of the, this year. I really want to create beautiful use and a service event. I try to really connect and all uh, the second-year those who are not yet 
uh, connect to us. I want to give opportunity and continuously, no other way, love them, serving them, not scolding them, not criticizing them. Love and love, give and give and grace. Everybody can be melted by true love. What I believe, my brothers and sisters, right time has come. Let's work harder and create beautiful result. And then let's make happy our heavenly parents and true parents. Today I, uh, I talk about when the mind is artistic and everything is always new. Thank you very much. God bless you. Thank you so much for your internal guidance, Dr. Yong. We appreciate it every morning. So now for our living testimony, I would like to invite Seiji Lindstrom from Cleveland, Ohio. He will show or share about his experience of high noon overseas trip and workshops in Asia. Seiji? Hello, good morning. Okay, Seiji Kun, thank you, thank you, thank you. Okay. Okay, I will be quick, but yeah, so high noon had invited me to become an intern overseas for their Southeast Asia tour. Um, so we went to South Korea, the Malaysia and the Philippines. And it was just, it was such an amazing experience. So in Korea, um, we met a lot of different leaders and held events at Sun Moon University, both campuses um, and did different events in Busan. And at the Cheongpadong, in the area of Cheongpadong, there was a uh, the, their youth center. And yeah, I mean, it was, it was really cool to, to travel around Korea and do that. <clears throat> and then in Malaysia, uh, basically very similar. Uh, the purpose of going there is like to do different events at their, like their different churches at their headquarters. Same thing in the Philippines. Philippines is by far the most busy and I, I guess a little bit, more organized. Um, we had five events in the four days that we were there. And yeah, I mean, that's like the overall what happened, but I think you're more interested in what I learned. <laughs> so it was, oh, it was a really transformative experience because when I first was invited to join their high noon tour, I was just, you know, okay, I'm going to do my best and I'm just going to you know, externally learn all these things about traveling and uh, logistics, but it was um, very quickly like, flipped over because like I was seeking approval and praise so, so much in the beginning of the tour. Um, and that's just not how the high noon staff operates. They don't give praise. They don't do that because it's so, you know, temporary. Um, they just genuinely love. And so, you know, in that transformation of an environment where I was seeking praise and I wasn't receiving it, it was easy to feel lack of love. And then, you know, I getting to just be with them for longer, I started feeling like unconditional love. And it's so simple, like, wow, you know, the little things that they do to just be more loving. Um, so it was, anyway, it was just a really great experience because, you know, traveling, I was the intern. So I had to like 
I wanted to do things well and I wanted to do the best that I could, but out of their approval, like that, that was my desire is out of their approval. But I mean, eventually just became to the point where I wanted to do my best just to do my best and to make, you know, my, my God and happy God and two parents. And, you know, it was, it was so simple. Like life just turned so simple. You know, I wanted to be a more loving person. That's really all it is. Um, that was like my biggest lesson out of this high noon experience was just simply to be happy. I want to be a more loving person and, you know, to indulge in food or, you know, to, to like what Dr. Young mentions about like food, sex, sleep, you know, all these things, it, these desires, like when we seek them out, it's just, it doesn't make us more loving people. It's just so simple. You know, we just so, we're so focused on ourselves that we don't love more. And then anyway, it just became very clear. And then going out through this tour and meeting all these different people, uh, it was just so fun. Um, and I mean, my journey with High Noon, I was, I was responsible for giving my testimony during the talks and sharing about, you know, just how I started in High Noon, my journey through it. And yeah, it was really nice to share. Um, I have some pictures, so I will scroll through them really quickly if that's okay. Um, okay, so here's me giving my testimony. But here's some, some group pictures. Sun Moon University. Oh, uh, this is really cool meeting. Um, anyway, I, yeah, I was busy taking care of Sammy's kids, so I wasn't there for the whole meeting. But uh, yeah, um, that was Sammy's wife's uncle, actually. It's a really cool connection to have. It's at the Chengpudong, the U Center, the YSP Center. This is uh, actually their uh, display of the Korean version of the Core of the Universe book. So actually, one of the big reasons going to Korea was the Korean translation finished. So a lot of copies of the Core of the Universe were distributed. Oh, this is in Malaysia. The Sammy talking. Uh, we spoke to a school. Um, this was like a, a kind of a last minute thing. So it was my chance to shine and I gave a, the high noon talk <laughs> because it's like now members. So just a lot of like, you know, youth students who are being educated in pure love. These are the second gen at the headquarters in Malaysia. This is durian. It's a very interesting experience. Do you, do you like durian? No. <laughs> sort of but love this dude and so much. They love Durian. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was a it was a good experience. I recommend everyone tries Durian. But personally, I don't I don't like it so much. But Sammy loved it. He is like totally different yeah. taste buds, I guess. <clears throat> oh, this is a uh, meeting President uh, or Doctor Reverend <laughs> Hori from, and he was a. Uh, director in the Philippines now, Internet, uh, IPLC, NLTP, this is the audience, here's a group photo, another group photo, and I think that's it, okay, great, glad I can share, thank you so much. Wow, Seiji-kun, wow, thank you so much, your hard work and traveling everywhere, you visit to my past mission area, you know, Philippines, Malaysia. Thank you, Seiji. You have to be careful because 
you are even though you give that kind of lecture, you are too handsome boy. You know, many temptation. You need to overcome very well, Seiji Kun. I love you so much. I'm proud of you. God bless you, Seiji. Thank you, Dr. Yang. Thank you, everyone. Thank you so much for sharing, Seiji. It's wonderful hearing your testimony. And thank you, Dr. Yong, for your wonderful message this morning about inheriting the foundation of true parents and truly building that tree of love um, and creating mind and body unity with so our hearts can grow so we can create those artistic relationships with one another. Because love is the greatest gift of love of all, and the only way to grow that is to cultivate it so we can build that tree. So thank you very much, Dr. Yong.